Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Testimony Sunday at Trinity Church with special guests Bonnie Lee, Karen Bustamante, Sergio Gastelum, and Carol Toyotone with music by the Trinity Church Worship Band. And me, I'm Carlos Rebe, and now, at your service, here's Pastor Johnny! Welcome to Trinity Church. Welcome to Thanksgiving Sunday. Half the is here. I, uh, I was going to do an opening monologue like they do on the Tonight Show. I was sitting trying to write jokes last night, and they just, I just kept getting jokes. Everything was about Donald Trump and his hair. I just couldn't. I, I, and, I just, and I just saw the Trolls movie, and it just was too easy. So uh, I'll, I just decided not to do it. Uh, today... <laughs> Today is what we call Thanksgiving Sunday. This is the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Uh, today we're going to take some time for Thanksgiving. We're going to take some time to hear some testimonies. And we're going to hear what God has been doing in our lives and some of the lives of those around us. So speaking for myself, I don't know about you, but I know it's all too easy for me to complain. How many of you find it very easy to complain about things? <laughs> I do. I find it all too easy to complain, and it's difficult for me to be thankful Psalm 105 says this. I want to show this to you. Well, this is what Psalm 105 says. I'm going to tell you. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. I'm going to read that again to you, okay? Because I know it's kind of distracting having that thing. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of that. Thank you. Thanks, Carrie. Let's give it up for Carrie. Come on. Let's read this together. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Psalm 105, 1 through 4. Time and time again in scripture, we are commanded. It is not a suggestion and it's not an idea. We are commanded to give thanks to the Lord. There are no exceptions. It doesn't say proclaim his name among the nations unless you're an introvert. He doesn't say proclaim his name and praise him unless you're shy. Or give thanks to him unless you're tired. Then complain away. If we complain, I will say this, if we complain, we are allowed to complain to him because he's big enough to take our complaint. But what he says to do out there with people is to give praise to him and to glorify his name. So my prayer, my prayer for myself and for Trinity Church is that we will become thankful people. That's my prayer for us, that we will become thankful people. 
praising people. I pray that we become people who dwell in worship and thankfulness rather than people who dwell in fear and anger and dissatisfaction because it's all too easy to be in those places. It's not very easy to be thankful. So today, we're going to hear from some people who are willing and ready to give praise to the Lord, to proclaim His name and to make known what He has done. Now before I introduce our guests to you, I want to show you a video. Um, hopefully it's going to work, and if it doesn't, then we'll get, we'll get it right, but here goes. When we step back and take a look at this world, we see beauty. We see tall mountains that reach the highest altitudes. We see great bodies of water that cover most of Earth's unsearched surface. We see deep valleys that divide one mountain from another. We see man-made inventions that are results of hard work and creativity. Above all, we see people. The most beautiful of all creation people. Yet with all this beauty in the world, we still see great sadness, vast hatred, constant war, abundant evil, unexplainable pain, poverty, division, terrorism, and oppression. What is there to be thankful for? We can be thankful for our health, family, friendships, freedom, home, education, clean water, food, and employment. But what about those that don't have these things? What can they be thankful for? And what if all these things we have today were taken away from us? What then would we be thankful for? Is our thankfulness based on what we have here on earth? Or is it based on something much greater than ourselves? Something eternal. Something that you don't lose when you die, but you gain. Something that cannot be taken from you because it goes on forever. Your life. That God crafted out of the love and goodness of his heart and wrapped it in a perfect and eternal purpose. That can't be compared to the pain experienced in our earthly bodies nor matched to the beauty we see in this world. We can be thankful for the breath of life that makes us the living beings we are. That we don't just walk the surface of this planet aimlessly, with nothing to look forward to. But we exist to forever experience over and over again the grace, love, and joy of our Creator, Jesus Christ. Let's be thankful for everything we have here on earth, but above all, be thankful for our salvation and for what is yet to come. introduce our first guest. Just a couple of notes, by the way. Welcome to uh, Trinity Church Testimony Sunday. I'm going to try to get everybody around here. 
Um, so a note about this food that you see here, canning hunger, this is something that we did not only to meet a need in our communities, um, for those who are hungry, but it's also, as Jeff mentioned, a really great way for us to get our, to know our neighbors. Um, we're gonna be talking a little bit about that today, but I do wanna let you know that, one, if you weren't able to participate in this, or even if you were, but you still, or you, you were not able to participate, or even if you were, and you still wanna help out, we are gonna be taking this food uh, most likely on Wednesday. Um, and so we're gonna need help loading it into cars. Actually, first we need to count all this stuff. We wanna need to know how many, exactly how many items we have, and then we're gonna load it into cars and take it over to the two food banks, one at Shepherd of the Hills United Methodist Church right up the street, and the other one over at St. Stephen's, who also has a food bank over on Garvey, and we're gonna distribute it there because there are people who go to these places regularly to get food. So please let me know if you're interested in participating in this. We'd love to have you help and just uh, be part of what Trinity Church is doing in the community. All right, well, without further delay, our first guest is one of the pillars of Trinity Church, and she has a can-do attitude that just will not quit. So I'd like you to help me give a warm welcome to Bonnie Lee. Come on up, Bonnie. Come on, keep it going until she sits down. Yes, Johnny. Hello. Hello. Thanks for being here today. And you, you are traveling a long distance just to get here. So, yes, yeah. 16 miles 16 from Hollywood. Miles. Yes. Some of us, that's a long way. Um, Bonnie, uh, I've known you for a few years, but your history with Trinity Church goes pretty, pretty far back. How long have you been involved with Trinity Church? I have been here since I was nine. Um, so I calculated. I'm a little, uh, yeah, I've been here a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and, and your husband, Benton, had, came a little bit after that, right? Or? Yes. Benton came when he was in high school, okay. and this has been our one and only church, and we've been wow. married, what, 45 years. Benton and Bonnie, everybody, 45 years. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's always inspiring. That's good for someone like me to hear who's only been married for about seven, so it's nice. Um, so here's what I... Uh, Tell, give us a little bit of a rundown of, of all, if you can remember, all of the different things, or some of the different things that you've been involved in at Trinity over the years. Oh. Um, just some of the, maybe some of the things you've spearheaded, some of the things that you've participated in. You were a board member for, for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, okay. Yes, I've been on the board. Um, I've been pretty active, I guess, since uh, high school. Um, and then, of course, college. But I really didn't start to um, become more active. I mean, active in terms of um, doing things. Now, I know that my passion or, or I love to plan. It's just part of me. I, I love to plan. Um, so I kind of get my fingers into things, and I think about different projects that have to ha uh, happen. And talking about the food bank uh, was one of the ideas that we had to partner with, um, was it the Methodist Church down mm -hmm. the Bay? United Methodist Church. Yeah. yeah, and we've done a lot of things for the church kitchen, and people have just been wonderful. You know, they really want to, to pitch in. They really want to help, and all it needs is for someone to go up mm -hmm. and to say, Sonia, can you help with this? Or Albert, could you help with this? You know, and not to uh, feel rejected if they say, no, it's okay. You know, and that's the beauty of this church. You know, if someone says, no, I really can't help, 
it's okay. It really is okay because God will pick you for something else. <laughs> he will. And you, you think you can dodge it, but you can't. So you might as well jump on the bandwagon when you can. Bonnie, one of the things I really appreciate about you is exactly what you said, is that you are somebody who is not afraid to ask. Um, even though you know some people might say no for whatever reason, yeah. but you're not afraid to ask. Where do you think that, that boldness comes? Is that just your personality? Have you learned that over the years? That too, but I, I've, I've really, really, really li- relied on God to take care of it. I really do. I, I will pursue it until God puts these doors in front of me, and he says, no, you don't go that way. You don't go this way. Now, Albert has given me the nickname of Miss Troublemaker. I love it. I really love it. You, you love know? to be a troublemaker. I do. I can, I, and he knows, Albert knows. He says, here comes Miss Troublemaker. I said, yes. You know. So when I approach people, my attitude is, I want you to come on board with me. I want you to do this. The perfect example is Cindy Tan. I just happened to talk with her. You know? And I said, you know, I have this idea. And she says, I'll help you. And I said, oh, we just can't do it, just the two of us. And the next day, she says, I got two more other women to help you. That's all you need, you know, to present your idea because God backs up your passion. He really does, you know. And, and he will pick the people that you need to, to get the work done. And that's what has happened with me and the things that I have tried to do for Trinity. This is my home church, you know. I've been here like... Uh, since I was nine, well, actually, the old Trinity Church. I was kind of like a tag-along to my two other sisters. So wherever they went, I went kind of thing. Um, and I've known, like, Albert and Delbert and George. We kind of grew up together from junior high to high school, so we kind of have been together. And so it's just the same in terms of this being a church family, that you are my brothers and sisters, you know. And if I approach you and you say, you know, I really don't want to do that, I say, okay. You know, but you better know that God is going to get you somewhere to, to participate in somewhere. You either jump onto my bandwagon or you're going to jump onto somebody else's bandwagon. Now, speaking of ideas, you, you did something just last week for an, a group of, of, of ladies did something. Can you tell me a little bit about the scarf yes, idea that you had? Yes, uh, Some of you know that I do uh, volunteer sewing for a hospice. And uh, every year they ask me to make items for their veterans who are hospice patients. Well, this year they asked me to make 20 scarves uh, for the veterans that are in hospice. Well, I was doing that, and um, um, Jim Webley came to my mind because every Veterans Day he would wear his uniform. The man loved being a veteran. He just loved it, and it just touched my heart. And I said, you know, I'm not going to see Jim this year. Mm. I'm not going to see Jim this year. And I wanted to do something special in remembrance of Jim. I said, I made 20 scars for the hospice. Why can't we do something in our community? Because that's what our community is now. One of our goals, right, is to know our community. So I emailed Johnny. I said, Johnny, is there a veterans group in Monterey Park, right? Well, Johnny says, okay, I'll check into it. So Johnny emails me back. He says, well, there's American Legion post number, blah, blah, blah. And I said, and Johnny checked with them. He said, you know, would your um, group be interested in some scars in honoring veterans? And he emailed and said, oh, of course, we would love that. You know, so um, the veterans would love it. And then Johnny gives it emails, forwards the email, and says they would like 125 scars. 
I said, okay, I only did 20. Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> You're right. Be careful what you ask for. And I was talking with Cindy. I said, you know, Cindy, I have this project, and I, I want to do it, but not sure how I'm going to make 125 scars <laughs> within a, what, two-week period or something. So Cindy says, I'll help you. And I said, well, just two of us can't do it. So next thing I know, Cindy contacts a few other women, and you know Yadira and Renita and Cindy pitched in. They alone, just the, th the three of them, made 75 scarves in one week. Wow. And I just kind of, you know, made the others, you know. And it was just a simple project, but the warmth of the idea that I could do this remembering Jim for his passion, you know, for the love of his, his military service, love for this congregation to come forward every Veterans Day with his uniform on to show that how he loved his country and how he loved this congregation to want to do this. I said, we can do that. Mm. But I didn't tell you this part, Johnny. I happened to be talking with Thomas Yee. And guess what? He's a veteran. So I happened to have a sample of one of the scars with me. And Thomas, you know, he says, well, I belong to American Legion Post. His is in Chinatown. And I, he, and I said, well, John, you know, I said, Thomas, we can make you some scarves. You want <laughs> well, oh, let me back up. The scarves that we donated to the um, Monterey Park American Legion were scarves that that post was going to take to the Long Beach VA Hospital. And on Veterans Day or around there, they were going to distribute them there. So Thomas, you know, he said he didn't know whether his uh, post was interested in doing that. I said, well, check with them, get back to me. And so Thomas worked with me on that, and we were able to provide, I think, Thomas 54, 56 scarves in addition to the 100 and whatever we did. And it's amazing how God works. I mean, I... I went to Joanne's fabric store, right? I had to find something red, white, and blue. But all you see is Halloween stuff. I said, we can't do this. We didn't. But God was taking care of me because he found me little corners in the store and found all this red, white, and blue stars and stripes to the point that we were able to make all these scarves. And so I'm really, really thankful. And this is a perfect example of what you can do with just a simple idea, you know. Um, don't be afraid to come up to different people. Benton and I were uh, talking about, you know, um, what is our purpose? What does God, why does he kept us in this church so long? We live in Hollywood. You know, last week when we were dividing up zip, zip codes and cities, Ben and I were wandering around and said, where does, Hollywood, where does Hollywood belong? You know, just the two of us in Hollywood. So we're, I'm sitting back there just watching what was happening. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't keep God from using me in a way that he wanted to use me. So I'm telling you that um, you have an idea. God has already planted those seeds in you as to special things he wants you to do. You all have talents. You don't have to sew. A lot of you are saying, oh, I can't participate in various act, uh, physical activities, but it doesn't keep you from calling. It doesn't keep you from writing cards. It doesn't keep you from making little notations so that if I see Vivian or if I see Brian or something, just to go up to them and say, you know, just thinking of you and just really appreciate you, you know? 
So I'm saying yeah. that pay attention to what God has touched you with. Um, sometimes us prime timers use the old excuse, oh, we're too old to this. We're not going to jump on any more bandwagons. You know, you guys are on your own, and I'll just watch from the balcony, okay, kind of thing. But God doesn't do that. And so I ask you to really take your, your heart and elevate it above your head because sometimes your head gets you into trouble when your heart should be elevated above that. Thank you, Bonnie. Let's give it up to Bonnie. Bonnie, thanks for so much for sharing with us. Really appreciate you. A uh, quick story about the, the, the scarves um, that I didn't get, I, didn't even, I don't even know if I had a chance to tell Bonnie. So I went to the American Legion post over there. And if you've ever been to an American Legion or VFW, um, it's a little space, and it's basically like a bar. There's a, there's a bar there. It's a place for people to hang out. They have billiards. They have, you know, people to hang out. So I went in there with these giant bags of scarves, and these people are looking at me like, what is this guy doing? You know, this weird-looking guy coming in here, dragging these bags. And, um, and when the two uh, heads of the post saw me, they were so thankful. There are people sitting there at the bar watching football, and this one guy's, like, you know, cussing up a storm, and he's like, we need to buy you a shot. I want to do a shot with you. <laughs> he knew I was a pastor, but... He still wanted to do a shot with me, so I reluctantly obliged just so I could be. So I ended up talking with him. I ended up just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. But, but here's the thing. I'm admitting this to you, okay? But don't get me in trouble. So, so I, I, I do this with this guy, and then it ends up, I end up starting a conversation with another, another girl that's there. She just spent eight years in the, uh, the Navy. And um, she's looking to try to start a career. She's trying to go to school. She's trying to get a degree. And she's like just kind of concerned about getting in. And I was able to talk with her, encourage her, and I was able to pray for her right there in that bar. <laughs> and, just, and she was so encouraged, and she was so happy, and she was very just appreciative that I would stop and actually just listen to her story. So even though that's not quite my scene, and I, I wasn't like, I was kind of there, and like, well, what do I do? But I was just like, you know what, God, I'm just going to be here, and I'm just going to be whoever you want me to be for these people right now, um, and just to love them in Jesus' name. And that's what we have the opportunity to do. Bonnie, by you and, your, and the ladies that were working with you, by making those scarves, that gave me a foot in the door <laughs> to be able to be there with them, and that was so awesome. So thank you very much. Let's give it up one more time for, for them. <laughs> All right, our next guest is uh, one of our most passionate worshipers here at Trinity. She's not afraid to just lift her hands and praise. You'll often see her here long after everybody walks out that door singing and praising God. I want you to help me give a warm welcome to Karen Bustamante. Thanks so much for joining us. I know this is like this is not your thing, right? You, it's definitely not you, my thing. You know, you know, you don't look for opportunities to be up in front of people, right? No, and I have a hard act to follow, so I don't know. <laughs> well, just remember what I told you, Karen. Just be yourself, and everybody, everybody loves you. So, thanks for uh, thanks for coming and sharing some uh, a little bit of. So, just a quick just a quick overview. You've been at Trinity now for how many years? Um, going on four years. Yeah, it feels like longer than that. But. Yeah, it does, but it's. Um, <laughs> The way I was able to remember is that this is our third year doing Angel Tree. And you were here. And I was here the year before because I had asked you that first year. Right. It took a year before we were able to to catch on. We were able to do it, yeah. Yeah. And thank you. I mean, this is Karen's 
really the one who has spearheaded Angel Tree. She's brought this to us. I don't know if you mind sharing a little bit about why, why this means so much to you. No, actually, it, um, well, for those of you who don't know, I have a, a son who's just turned 38 who's in prison, and he's doing a life sentence. And I'm raising my grandson who comes here, so you might know him. Well, a lot of you know him. And um, so going to visit my son in those prison rooms, my grandson wasn't able to go. He can't see his father. And it was just heartbreaking because you go to those rooms and, um, you know, you see the men, the young men, and, and most of them were young in their 20s, and a lot of them were doing life. You know, they're doing life in there, and you see the kids running around. You know, so it just, uh, it's heartbreaking, you know, to see those kids there and then to see my grandson who can't see his son. You know, so um, I was first um, introduced to Angel Tree through the church I used to go through before, and I seen it there. And so that's where I found out about it. And, um, and you know, and then coming here and then asking um, Pastor Johnny, and um, it's just a blessing that this church was uh, willing, you know, to uh, embrace the ministry, you know, because over there at the other church, they didn't do it anymore, and I'm just really grateful. And um, also grateful that people here that um, have been willing to participate, you know, so generous, uh, so it comes out of tragedy, you know, this ministry. But you know what? I want to say something that um, I think that one of the ways God had planned to use me was through my kids because I have three kids. Two of them have passed away. And because of my past lifestyle, I've actually had my two older, my, my daughter that passed away and then my son that's in prison right now in foster care because they were taken away from me. And so at one point I thought maybe I could do ministry in that area. But you know what? God opened this door. You know, he, he, uh, he opened this door here at Trinity, so I'm able to, um, to do something that has a personal, I have a personal uh, investment in it, you know, and it's just, uh, it's amazing. You know, and I'm just so grateful to Trinity that you're willing to embrace our ideas. All it takes is a person to be willing to do some footwork. And our, my first year doing it, I didn't really know anybody here. Desiree did the party thing, and I was doing all the administrative things. And so I didn't feel comfortable asking anybody to help. But now, because I know more people, you know, it's easier for me to ask people to help. And it's amazing how many people want to participate. And there's so many different ways to participate besides just purchasing, you know, getting a name and buying a gift, you know, so. What has it been like? Tell, tell me a little bit about what, what has it been like to have those parties the couple of years that you've done it? And just to see the families coming in and see the kids, what, what, is, what has that done for you? Well, you know, it's just it's just a blessing to be able to bless those families. And, um, you know, it's kind of hard because when you contact them, you know, they're like, you know, kind of leery. They don't know who you are, why you're calling. And, you know, they some of them don't want to come to the church here because I guess they think we're going to do church on them, you know, kind of thing. But <laughs> to see those kids running around in that cafeteria with their face painted and eating the sweets and going crazy, you know, is a blessing. And then to see them in here in the sanctuary when they get their gifts, you know, it's just a blessing. And, um, you know, last year we went big, right? We went double, and uh, we, and we had... It was amazing, and this year we kind of we went down a little bit because I wasn't sure with the church, you know, with the new church, how to do it. And you know what? I have to say, Bonnie, I, I want to be like Bonnie because Bonnie has a lot of faith, and she's like you said, go get her. I'm a little bit more on the reserve side, you know, because of my crazy thinking that oh no, we can't do it. But um, you know, God, all things are possible, right? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. One of the one of the things 
I think one of the most touching things for me when we have the angel tree parties is when they come in and they get their gift, and on every gift is a note that has actually been written that's actually from their parents. So it'll say things like, I miss you so much, my babies. Love your mommy. Um, I wish I could see you. I'm so, and some of them are like, I'm so sorry that I can't be there with you. But it's just to have these kids look at this thing, and it's like we are able to in some way be a channel of not only God's love, but their parents' love for them. Their parents are not able to give them a hug. Their parents aren't able to give them gifts or be with them. But we're able to kind of be a bridge for that. Otherwise, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to do it. And it's, that's, that's such a blessing to be part of that. For the kids and also for the parent that's in prison. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times the kids, I don't think there's, there's, some of them are really small and they don't really understand or they don't get the full impact. But for their mom or dad that's in prison to know that, their baby got something, you know, even if they might not really realize it, you know, it's just, and for the parent or guardian that's raising them too, and the caregiver, such a blessing, so everybody wins, the child, the caregiver, the parent, us, because we have a chance, you know, to, to bless someone else and to love them, well, thank you, thank, thank Karen for doing that, we're not done with you yet, but I just thank you, Karen, for doing Angel Tree. And I, uh, yeah, I really encourage you to participate, get involved with that however you can, because it really is a blessing to be there for that. Karen, I want to ask you about something else. Um, last year, you started with a women's discipleship group called Titus II. Right? And some, how many women were involved in a Titus II group? Can you, can you show hands around? Some of you around, okay? Um, Karen, what, uh, what led you to get involved with this Titus II group? Why would you do something like this? Well... Well, I wanted to get more into the word, but the other thing, too, was that I knew I needed to get into a group so I could get into closer relationship with some of the women. Because it's easy to come here on Sunday, and you say hi and everything, but then you leave. Well, I'm speaking for myself. Then I leave, and I'm gone for a week, and so it's hard to get into those close relationships. So that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to join the Titus II group. I didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into. And um, once I found out, it was like, oh, wow, what did I do? But um, because there's work, you know, it's not just a meeting and having coffee. You're doing actual work, getting into the word and and looking at yourself and asking some hard questions and getting honest with yourself, getting vulnerable, getting intimate with these women that I was with. It was just amazing. So so tell me a little bit about the the work that like what what kinds of things did it entail? What did well, there were we, books, right? Yeah, we, we, met, we, went, we met monthly as a group, and each month we had an assignment to read a book, right? A book, a whole book. Right? <laughs> not a skinny book, but, and, but not too fat either. And then with the book, we also had questions, and, um, and then once we met at our monthly meeting, we went over the questions, and um, we prayed for each other. And I think for me, speaking for myself, I started off really gung-ho, but then as the months went by, it got harder and harder because it just got harder and harder, you know, and uh, it's easy to lag. But it was, um, and we met, we, we had a women's retreat, and we were able to get together. One of the ladies opened, a, opened up her house so graciously, right? And so it was awesome. But to be on the honest side now, it's like I miss it because by having to be accountable to this group, you know, regularly, it kept me more disciplined and doing what I'm supposed to do on a, you know, on a daily or weekly basis. Mm. Now I'm lagging. I'm <laughs> lagging. So um, I'm looking forward to them starting that new women's group. So hopefully that'll get me back on track. And uh, 
be uh, regularly committed. And also, hopefully, once our relaunch is completed, my son, my uh, my life group, we can get back on track with meeting again because I miss that also. So, what would you say to somebody? I mean, you you have a job. You're raising your grandson by yourself. <clears throat> you have commitments. You have to help take care of your mom. Things like this. So, what would you say to somebody who's like I? I want to get involved with a group. I know I, I want to grow spiritually. I want to, I want, I, I want to have this community of, of other women or to grow. But I just don't know if I have the time or the margin. Because I'm sure you probably felt like that sometimes. Like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Right? But what would, what would you say to, to somebody who's thinking about this but is maybe thinking, I just I don't know how I'm going to do it? Well, you know what? I just had that desire. You know, I had a hunger inside of me, and I still do. Because, um, you know, I, I'm... I consider myself still a baby because I haven't really gotten to the word until just recently, but there was something still lacking inside of me, and um, and I wanted that, and I was searching for that. So uh, fortunately, the time that we had planned worked out for me. Now, I don't know if, if we were to do it now, the same schedule, I don't know if I would be able to do it. I would probably have to get creative and, and uh, let my boss or whatever know I have to have this time off or something, but... It was just something that I wanted to do, you know, and so I made the time for it. Well, Karen, thank you very much for sharing your heart with us today. Can we give it up for Karen? I'll tell you. I'll I'll tell him. Karen, uh, so Karen and I have worked together on a few things. We've worked together on Angel Tree. She's helped with Family Promise. I, I, she's one of those people that I can go up to and just ask her, hey, can you, can you do this? Can you work on this? So she actually has a nickname for me. Because she says I'm really good at cracking the whip. She calls me Pharaoh. Can you believe it? <laughs> but she loves me. She, and and Karen, Karen, you know you and Richard are like family to me. And we, uh, we love you. But thank you. Thanks for being willing to share here today. You know, at Trinity, we say that our, our mission is to make disciples. That, that we, we want to help people become disciples of Jesus Christ. And so we do things like women's discipleship. Even though it's hard, it's worth it. For the women who have, who have been through the life groups, right? And it's, it's sometimes hard to like meet uh, every other week or every week or to, to get there and to do these things. But when you're there, it's like, no, this is where I should be. This is good for me. So we have these opportunities for women. We also have opportunities for men. And I, actually, our next guest is going to be one of the men who has been through a men's discipleship group over the last year. He's one of the most hardcore Raider fans I know. So would you please help me welcome Sergio Gastelum. Come on, come on, Sergio. <laughs> Keep it going, keep it going until he gets here. Come on, there you go. Oh, yeah, let me get this for you. <clears throat> so, Sergio, are you happy about your Raiders this year? Very, very. And they play tomorrow night, so that's why I'm here today. That's why we got you, huh? Just kidding, just kidding. That's why we got you. All right, well, thank you, Raiders, for uh, allowing Sergio to be here today. <laughs> Sergio, thanks. I know this was a, we asked you to do this at the last minute, but I know, I know um, that the last year of men's discipleship has really meant a lot for you, and so I, yeah. I, think, um, I think it's going to be really good. So Karen was able to share a little bit about, kind of from the women's perspective, about that. So what, what caused you to want to get involved in a men's discipleship thing? Pastor Abbott asked. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you know, he brought us men together. He said it was on his heart. Uh, he asked, and there was no hesitation. Uh, we didn't know what, what we were in store for. It's the first time. 
they were doing it. So, um, you know, it, it's, at that time, I didn't know I needed it, but it was something that was yeah. really good. So, um, yeah. so for those of you who don't know, um, last summer, 2015, Pastor Albert went on a sabbatical, and his, his wife, Christine, and their kids, they were away for about three months. During that time, we had a men's meeting that would meet, every, was it every other week, I think? And we were being led by Pastor Mike Slater, um, and he would come and he would kind of lead us through these sessions and these lessons we had to do. Kind of, there was some homework that was involved in it. And so at, at the end of that time, there was a group of men that says, we need to somehow keep this going. And now I don't remember, were you involved in that, that one? So what we had said was, we want to keep this going. We, we as men know that we need this time of like, having guys that will hold us accountable, that will kind of, you know, hey, if we're messing up, to kind of get us back on the right path, to encourage each other, to spur each other on. But what we said was, the men who were involved in that, we said, we don't want it to just be us. We don't want it to just stay with this little group of people. We want to bring more men in. And so what, we, so what Albert and I said is, we're going to start two separate discipleship groups. And we, we use this kind of this curriculum called Radical Mentoring. And what Albert said, Albert's going to lead a group. And I said, okay, I'm going to lead a group. And we're going to just, we're going to invite men. Now, we invited a, a, a different men, and some men said no, they couldn't do it, not this time, whatever. Uh, some men never got back to us, right? But Sergio was one of the guys that Albert said, Sergio, I want you to be part of this group. I want you, I want you on my team. I want you to, to join with it. And Sergio, like you said, you, you said yes. So, so on that first day, and you saw how much work it was going to entail, what was, your, what was your reaction when you saw it? Uh, when I seen the, the list of how many books we were going to have to read, it was kind of like, wow. I don't even think I read that much in high school. So it was kind of like, it was, it was, you know, it was going to be a challenge. So, yeah, it was, it was going to, I knew it was going to take a lot of time uh, just looking at the days and, the, and Pastor Howard stressed, you know, once you're in this group, it's a commitment. You, you have to, you have to commit. We know the enemy's going to fight you on it. He's going to, you know, put things in your way, but you have to commit to it. And sure enough, yeah, it's, it's, it, looking at the path and you look at the calendars and the dates we were going to have to meet, it, 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 looked, it looked tough, but it, it wasn't that bad. Being at the end now, would you say it was worth it? Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm not the same man today as I was that day uh, or, you know, months leading up to that. It, it definitely is worth it. Um, I feel free, you know. It's, that's it's, awesome. It's that's free, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So, so you're a father, you're a husband, you work. How, you don't have to speak to all those things, but how would you say that this, this group kind of just helped you in the different areas of your life? It made me a better father, made me a better husband, <laughs> made me a better man of God, uh, made me a better worker, uh, and it just made my life better. I mean, all together. Uh, every book that we read, one way or another, it, it, um, you know, it spoke. Uh, one of the books I'm actually rereading because the first time around I didn't, I didn't really get it, but this time around it's, it's grasping hold. Um, so like when you were asking Karen about the time, what would you say to somebody about the time? It's like you just have to submit. You know, even if God gives us an extra hour a day, 25 hours, you're still going to find an excuse not to do it. So, you know, you just you have to submit. That's, that's, so that. Yeah, that's, that's And what was the book that you said you're rereading? Weird. It's called Weird. weird. Yeah, good. It's just yeah. Weird. Yeah, by Craig Mitchell. That's, that was a good one. So last thing I want to ask you about. So the two groups, Albert's group and the yeah. group that I was leading, we came together last week for a retreat up in yeah. Running Springs. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about what that time meant for you. 
I got a lot of exercise that day. <laughs> walking, around, walking around the retreat center. Yeah, walking up and down that hill. Woo! Um, no, it was, you know what, we didn't know what, what we had in store. It was, it was just a time that we just said, you know what, we started, we're ending this together, and just seeing how the other group and their journey, and we talked about our journey and how everybody was just on that same path, and we all ended up in the same place. And their vision was, you know, to get these guys and, you know, make disciples out of us and kind of spread us out. And it was powerful just to see us all there with just that fire and that vision of, of their vision of what they had in store for us. So it, it definitely was a blessing. And it was, you know, it was fun. Um, again, like I said in the beginning, the enemy was going to fight us on it. And, and I got sick and <laughs> I was back and forth if I was going to go, if I wasn't going to go. And I submitted and I said, I'm going, you know, I'm not going to let it let it get to me. So I'm glad you it, it was it was definitely a blessing and and yeah, life life changing experience that that So tell me a little bit about just really quickly what you and uh, you and uh, Brandon kind of decided you're going to you're going to do something after the now that the group's done. So like in every talk show, <coughs> somebody's always there to promote something. You're promoting a movie, an album, <laughs> something, right? So uh, so Brandon, I don't know, I think he's in there. He might be with the kids. And uh, and brother Daniel um, we decided that we want to continue this, so we would like to continue it and start a new uh, men's uh, radical mentoring group, and we'll, us three will lead it uh, and just, you know, hopefully bring a new uh, group of guys in and, and grow with them. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely a blessing. So if anybody's interested, reach out to Pastor Johnny, and, you know, it's, 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 it's a commitment, but it's well worth it. It definitely yeah. is. So. Yeah. Thank you, Sergio. Right. Thanks for your time. I appreciate Sergio sharing his heart, just being honest. Um, so a couple of things I want to let you know about the mentor. So this first group, this is the first time we had ever done anything like this before. So Sergio, you guys that all did, did all this, you guys were like, they were like our guinea pigs. I mean, they really were. We were trying this out. But here's the thing. We realized some of the things that we want to do differently. We're probably going to do less books. Not no books, but probably less books. And we're going to spend more time doing service projects together. We're going to spend more time just being together. Um, so we don't want to make it so academic. It's important to have some academics that we feel like we're on, we're on target and we're, there's something for us to do. But at the same time, we want to give space to talk, to hang out. So, so I really appreciate the men that were part of this first year of doing it. But, uh, but men, if you know that you need uh, some of this in your life, like what Sergio was talking about, that's really great. One thing I want to mention, too, while we were up and running Springs for this retreat last weekend, um, some of you may not remember, some of you maybe didn't even hear about this, but um, Pastor Albert told us a few months ago that some investors within our church um, purchased a property up in Running Springs um, for, for the church to use. On that property, um, there is already a house where the care, people who care, to care for the property live. There's also a giant retreat center that has already started being built um, that is there. And we, our men's group that was up there last week had a chance to actually go to that, that property. Um, uh, Larry uh, O'Brien, who's over at the, Mon the Roland Heights campus, he's kind of overseeing the, the project and the building of all of this. He's not doing it all himself, but he's working with contractors and just kind of seeing how much it's going to be. This building is huge. It's gonna, there's, a, there's a meeting area. There's going to be a kitchen downstairs. There's bedrooms on, on both uh, underneath and then two floors above. This place is going to be used once it's done. It's going to be a really great place for retreats. This is going to be a place that our church is going to be able to use. We don't have to, like, go to a hotel, you know, or we don't have to go to a, we don't have to find a place. This is going to be our church's place. 
to use. And I got to tell you this, you guys. I'm, this is one of the things I'm most excited about, is that when you get there and you step out of the car, this place has one of the most breathtaking views that you will ever see in, the, in, our, in our mountains. It is amazing. It is so good. I can't, I can't wait for you to see it. It's really great, right, Sergio? Isn't it really good? It's really nice. Just standing there, we were just, we were in awe. And Sam over there, he found the little, uh, the little swing, and he was swinging in front of the, the view, and he was just taking it all in, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So I cannot wait. I cannot wait for you all to, uh, to be part of that. I can't wait for the work to, to, to progress and to have that. So we have one more guest that I'd like you to help me welcome to share uh, some of her story. Um, she, this, this person is practically my neighbor, but I'm going to invite her to come sit with me one more time. This is Carol Toyotomi. Please help me welcome Carol. <laughs> I can't give you <laughs> what time, what time Car- you talked. <laughs> Carol, thank you for doing this. Thank you for, uh, for being willing to for being willing to uh, to share with us as well. I love that we have a diversity of of people that are sharing, people from different backgrounds, people different. Carol, you have been at Trinity for quite a while as well. What, how, generally, how long? Is, what's your, what's your, your history with Trinity been? How many years? Oh, my history. Okay. You don't have so, to tell us the entire history. No, but just. it's okay. <laughs> um, my mom and dad brought us over around when I was around 10 or 11. But I'm not going to tell you how long it's been. But then, um, so I, I was here through my high school years. And, and then in college, I actually went away from Trinity and um, got involved with um, another church and uh, the GEMS, Japanese Evangelical Mission Society, and got really involved in a lot of their ministries. And then I got married, and then I, came, and then, uh, I had kids, and then um, I needed to find a really good church for my kids. And then I remember, and we tried different churches, and I remember Trinity was the most loving church that I could mm. know that my kids would be loved and would be accepted no matter if they were a little different. My boys were a little different. And, um, and, and so I came back. That's great. I'm, I'm glad you came back. Yeah. <clears throat> Your daughter, Teddy, mm-hmm. is... Tell us a little bit about where she is right now. Okay. I know you're going to ask me this. Oh, no. I'm going to cry. No, I'm sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> I can say <laughs> it for you. Me. I can no. say it for you if you'd like. <laughs> no, it's okay. okay. <laughs> um, she is on a six-month missions trip in Australia, starting in Australia for three months, and then she will be going three months to another outreach location, which we are not announcing yet because she hasn't announced it yet. But this church was so gracious, and we, um, she fully was funded her entire missions trip. And we wanted to, I wanted to thank everyone. She's going to thank everyone, but I, I also wanted to thank everyone for this. That's great. That's great. That's, that's awesome. Really glad to hear that. She's, uh, she's doing this through Youth with a Mission, Youth with a YWAM, mission. but her, she's, being sta- she's stationed in Australia. Australia right now and being sent out somewhere, which we'll find out soon, right? Yeah. Hopefully we'll find out. That's, that's great. I'm excited for her. Mm-hmm. It seems like she's really having a great time. Yes. Yeah, a, um, a couple of things. She, not only is she learning um, how to outreach, and she is being, I would say, spiritually purified, um, there have been phone calls to me and to her dad, and um, they go through, like, different, I guess, um, topics. And one of them was forgiveness. And um, she said on her heart, God kept saying, you need to forgive your mom and dad. You need to forgive them for their divorce. 
you need to just, and you need to call them. And so I got a call in the middle of the week, and she just cried, I cried, and I had, you know, I didn't know she had held things against us and, and for the whole thing, and, and, and it's just, that's one of the things that she has really gone through. Other things, it's just amazing. Really God is just like, she's like on a six-month retreat that is just <laughs> totally bringing her, maturing her as a person, and then also spiritually, she's finding her gifts. That's great. It's just amazing. That's great. It's just amazing. That's awesome. Thank you for thank you for willing to share that with yeah. us. So switching gears a little bit, you've been okay. a, you've been a board member for a number of years. Yes. Right. Do you know how many years it's been? No. Many. <laughs> Several. No. Um, <coughs> when my my father was on the board, my sister was on the board. I got on the board um, when my father was still on the board, and then um, towards the end, and then when he passed away in two thousand five. Um, they had me stay on the board. <laughs> and then I kind of, inher- not inherited, but um, that's how it started. And I took one year off. And I, so since before 2005, I've been on the board ever since. Yeah, wow. That's a, that's a good stretch. Well, thank you for your service mm-hmm. on the board. One, th- one last thing I want to ask you about is a ministry that you started here at Trinity Church mm-hmm. and that you have kept going uh, for a few years now. Tell us a little bit about Trinity Ladies Crafting Group. So um, the ladies' crafting group um, started because, um, like, moms like Cindy, Yadira, um, Fong, um, a couple moms, we would be hanging around here because uh, our kids were involved, involved in caravans, which is a camping, camping thing every Friday night. So we're here waiting around for our kids to be done. And we're like, this is like, we should do something. So, so first we started cooking. And then, you know, sharing recipes. And then we, and I said, oh, why don't we do, I got into card making. And then, then we did crafts. And then we did jewelry. And then we did, so we, we've got, we, this has been, our kids are now grown in, in high school. I mean, college, beyond college. <laughs> so it's been that many years where we still, I still um, meet with whatever, whoever wants to come, any ladies or men, um, every Friday night from, during, this, during the school months, September to June. And we are, we just craft. Um, it's been a great ministry for those people who don't know anybody at church. Actually, some of the people don't even come to church. They, they come Friday night. They're just friends of friends who come to church. Like Helen met someone at, um, I think, LA Fitness. She asked her to come. And then we got to know her. So it's been, it's, we've, it's been sort of like a stepping stone sort of to get used to, to coming to church, some of the people of the church. And um, I pray that it would be used more to bring people to actually come on Sunday. That is my prayer. Yeah. Um, it, the crossover between Friday and Sunday is a huge step for some of them. And so um, I, I thought that would be my prayer. Yeah, and yeah. some of the stuff you make is very nice. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> uh, some of the ladies call, some, some of the times... We are like, um, how shall I say it, workshops or uh, not? Sweatshops. Sweatshops. Because we made like, I think we made over. Is that sure that's the term you were looking for? Yeah, that's a term. (laughs) We made over 120 like Mother's Day gifts on like one night. And it is, it is. And then the next, you know, then Father's Day, right? So then we made over 90 Father's Day gifts. And now we do it every year and... 
you know, people like Lou and um, Wendy and um, Joanne and, and Gladys, you know, we're all there, you know, um, making... Yeah, well, when we invite them. people, we'll make yeah. sure to, not to tell them that it's a special. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we tell them later, yeah. We just ask them for help. Carol, thank you. Thank you, thank you for sharing. Let's give it up for Carol. There it goes. It came out again. You know, my friend, thanks for, thanks for engaging with us in that little experiment that we had, this little, uh, this little talk show kind of thing. Uh, in all of this, I just I want to encourage you. Can, can we learn to be thankful people? And especially when it comes to giving testimonies. I think, in, especially in a church setting, when somebody says, can you give a testimony? It's like, oh, no, I need to think about it for two weeks. I need to sit for a few hours and write something. I have to, oh, it's really stressful. If, if God has done anything in your life, if anything good has happened, if you have something to be thankful for, can we become people who are just good at, at testifying to God's goodness? Do we have to stress about what we're going to say? Do we have to think about it for a week? Do we have to write it down? Can we not just talk about what God has done for us? Can we just be thankful people? And it's not about just thinking positive thoughts and happy thoughts. Being thankful is actually how we overcome and I want to ask the worship team to come on up and get ready to play one more song for us as we get ready to close in song. Being thankful is not just about thinking happy thoughts. Being thankful is actually giving testimony is how we overcome in this world. Do you get disheartened by the hatred and the anger and the violence and the lack of human dignity, uh, respect for human dignity that you see in this world? Do you ever get heavy? Do you ever feel disheartened by what you see in this world? One of the ways that we combat that is by being thankful. Even in Revelation, where you see this vision of heaven and hell fighting each other and, and the, this ugly, terrible beast. And then verse 11 says, they triumphed over him, God's people, triumphed over the enemy, the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Can you see how giving our testimony to what God has done is actually how we overcome in this world? How we overcome the ugliness that we see in this world. So I want to see us, church, be different in a good way. It's only by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and by giving our testimony of God's goodness that we will overcome. So God is working among us. Amen? Can you see how God's working among us? By the things that have been shared today? And God is doing great things. Even in this time of, in our world of confusion and frustration, fear, God is moving. Can you imagine if the church, all of God's people, all at once committed to thankfulness? So I want to ask you today, friends, I want to ask you today, will you commit to being thankful? Will you commit to being a testifier of who God is in your life and all that he's done for you? Will you commit to that? Let's pray as the band begins to play. Philip, would you just play some music? God, thank you so much for everything that you've done that we have to be thankful for. Thank you for what Bonnie shared, what Karen shared, Sergio and Carol. And I know we have so many more stories. That's what the amazing thing is, is that those are just four of the stories that we have. But God, you are doing amazing things among us. So teach us to be thankful people. Help us not to be complainers. God, I want to see all of your people, all of your people be testifiers. That we don't have to wait, that we don't have to wait for the right opportunity. Anytime, anywhere is the right time and place give testimony to your goodness and grace. And our world needs testimonies of who God is and your goodness. 
We love you, God, and we pray these things in Jesus' name.